0: Good Tidings, ladies and gentlemen, Good Tidings. Welcome to the Good Tidings radio broadcast here on WXAN Radio. I am your radio pastor, Dr. David Pinkerton, and I am honored and privileged to be here today with my wife, Dorinda, and with the ministry team here of WXAN Radio, Brother Danny and Leanne and Will and Matt and Melly, the good folks here. We're glad that you're tuned in today. Here we are on these sun, sun-drenched hills of Ava, Illinois, and just excited to be able to share with you the Bible, God's Word, and let's get, get a hold of your friends. Let them know that uh, the Good Tidings Radio broadcast is on, and like always, I'll ask you to pray for us as I'm praying for you and yours, and we do that regularly for you, and then pray for WXAN Radio, and then be good to support that, Okay tell others about WXAN radio 103.9 FM or on the internet at wxanradio.com and click on listen live. And as we indicated the last couple weeks I wanted to make sure and share with you I'm sharing with you actually this is going to be for June June the 10th I should say I'm a little ahead of myself but God is so impressed, the Holy Spirit's impressed me with the need to share salvation messages here for a while. I want you to listen because I'm really convinced in my heart, Dorenda and I are out and about a lot. We hand out a lot of gospel tracts and talk to a lot of people, and the world doesn't know how to be saved, and I'm convinced that a lot of preachers and those in the church do not understand the gospel of Jesus Christ and biblically cannot explain it Uh, definitively from the Bible, and clearly so that anyone of any intellect could understand. That's our intention for these sermons. So open your Bibles today. Open your Bible to John chapter number three. We're going to the New Testament book of John chapter number three, and we're going to look at that wonderful verse of verse 16. But before we do, we're going to pray. Heavenly Father, Jesus, you said without you we can do nothing, and I understand that today. So fill me with your spirit. You have the folks listening who you intended for to listen, and I pray that your word will penetrate our hearts, and souls will be saved, saints will be revived and stirred, and our understanding of your word and your gospel will be illuminated so that we can share this beautiful message with a lost world, revive us in the area of soul winning, and the need to share the gospel of Jesus Christ with someone every day. And we'll thank you for what you're about to do because it is in your name, Jesus, and for your glory that we ask it all. Bless WXAN Radio. Bless it, Lord Jesus, in every way. Bless them financially. Bless them in every way as they endeavor to preach the gospel and to reach a lost world for you and to encourage and exhort the saints and so much the more as we see your return swiftly approaching. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Now, I want to start out this morning by saying this. This is a salvation message, and it's a very simple title, and here's what it is. What happens when a sinner believes in Christ? What happens when a sinner believes in Christ? By way of introduction, 90 times or more, the Gospel of John says the word believe. In John chapter 3 and verse 16, our text verse The Bible says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have everlasting life. And John chapter 3, verse 18 promises, He that believeth on him is not condemned, and then it warns, But he that believeth not is condemned already because he hath not believed in the name of the only begotten Son of God. In John chapter 3 and verse 36, God's word states, He that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life, and he that believeth not the Son shall not see life, but the wrath of God abideth on him. Now, neither time permits us to list here all the verses, folks, that contain the word believe. The word means more, now listen closely, the word believe. It means more than giving a mental assent to a fact. It means to trust, to depend on, to rely on. A person, a person can say that he or she believes in an airplane, that they believe that the plane will fly, but never make a trip on an airplane. What they must do is not only believe that the plane will fly, but they must trust themselves to the plane and depend on the plane and nothing else to take them to their destiny. That is exactly what it means to believe in Christ. To believe in Christ is the same thing as believing in a family doctor. You believe that the doctor is all that he or she present themselves to be, and you trust them with your case. Now, I'm afraid not many think that faith in Christ and faith in something else or someone else are totally different faiths. I'm afraid that's what people believe. But that's not true, folks. Faith is faith. The difference is not the faith itself, but the object of faith. Others believe that it takes a certain degree of faith before a person can be saved. Again, it is not the degree of faith but the object of faith that saves a person. You can take a very little faith and get a great big Savior. In the Old Testament, the Israelites were told to look at the brazen serpent, and they would live. The Scripture says in Numbers 21 and verse 8, Make thee a fiery serpent, and set it upon a pole, and it shall come to pass that everyone that is bitten, when he looketh upon it, shall live." It did not say that the one who has 20-20 vision and looks will live. It simply says, it shall come to pass that everyone that is bitten, when he looketh upon it, shall live. If a man were blind in one eye and could hardly see out of the other, he could look and live just as the same as the person with 20-20 vision. You see, the one who is believing in Christ is trusting absolutely nothing else get that. That person completely that person's, that person's complete hope of heaven is Jesus Christ and Jesus Christ alone. Faith in Jesus and Jesus alone. To trust Christ as Savior. Now listen to this. to trust Christ plus good works, is not fully trusting Christ. And there is no promise in the Bible to those who partially believe on Jesus Christ as their Savior. Trusting Christ, plus church membership, plus reformation, plus morality, plus baptism, or anything else, is not fully trusting Jesus Christ as personal Savior. To believe on Christ means to completely depend on Him for salvation not your denomination not your pastor not your parents not a local religious affiliate but to totally trust jesus christ by faith as savior that's what it means to believe on him that's what the bible means in the word with the word believe believeth or believing in its various forms in the gospel of john it means to trust jesus christ in him wholly For your salvation. And the moment that a person puts their faith in Jesus, several things happen. And I want to share those with you this morning. What happens when a sinner believes in Christ? Well, a number of things do. Listen closely. Jot these down if you have a pen or a pencil. Number one, when you believe on Jesus as Savior, you are saved. You are saved. In Acts 16, verse 30, the jailer said, Sirs, what must I do to be saved? And Paul and Silas responded in verse 31, Believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. When someone is saved, they are saved from something. The word means to rescue from danger. The scripture says in Romans chapter 6 and verse 23, For the wages of sin is death. And Ezekiel chapter 18 and verse 4 says, The soul that sinneth, it shall die. God's payment for sin is death. Now this is more than physical death. Listen closely. Revelation 20 and verse 14 describes it as the second death. The scripture says here that, And death and hell were cast into the lake of fire. This is the second death. The penalty that we owe as sinners is the second death. If we pay what we owe as sinners, it means that we die, we go into hell, and stay there forever. That's what it means, folks. However, the moment that a person believes in Christ, they are saved from the penalty of sin, which means they are saved from going to hell. When they die, they will not go to hell. Rather, they will go to heaven. Did you hear that? The believer's salvation is threefold. The moment we believe in Christ, we are saved from the penalty of sin. But no one is completely perfect the moment that we trust Christ the Savior. As we live for Christ and learn more about Him in the Bible, by reading the Bible every day, by studying the Bible every day, by listening to Bible sermons, we are being sanctified, sanctified. That is, we're being saved from the practice of sin. So, and someday when Jesus comes, we will be glorified, made exactly like Jesus Christ, and saved from the very presence of sin. So the believer's salvation is threefold. Saved from the penalty of sin, we're being sanctified, being saved from the practice of sin, and then being saved from the presence of sin when we're with the Lord. So the word saved not only means to rescue from danger, it also means to guard from destruction and to preserve. When a person saves money, it simply means they put aside money and keep it. When a person believes in Jesus Christ as their Savior, they are not only saved from the penalty of sin, but they are preserved or kept and is never again in danger of being lost. John chapter 5, verse 24, Verily, verily, I say unto you, He that heareth my word and believeth on him that sent me hath everlasting life, and shall not come into condemnation. The believer has the promise that they will never again come into condemnation. That is, the penalty or the sentence for sin will never again be put upon them. When one believes in Christ. So, the first thing we understand is when we believe in Jesus Christ as Savior, we are saved. The second thing that happens to the sinner when they believe in Christ is they are justified. The Scripture says in Romans chapter 5 and verse 1, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ. Romans chapter 3 and verse 28 says, Therefore we conclude that a man is justified by faith without the deeds of the law. Now, according to Strong's exhaustive concordance, the Greek word translated justified is dikaio, and it means to render just or innocent. Justification goes far beyond forgiveness. A person can be forgiven and not justified. To be justified means to be rendered innocent. Suppose someone uh, gets in a drunken stupor and accidentally runs over uh, another person and they're killed. Now, folks, the person's family who has been killed may find it in their heart the ability to forgive the person that ran over them, their loved one. But, folks, you could never justify the individual. Because that person would always be guilty of the death of of the person. But God not only forgives us when we put our faith in Jesus as our personal Savior. He not only forgives the sinner, but he also does away with the sin itself. So that when that person stands before him, they stand as if they've never sinned at all. Dr. Bob Jones Sr. He used to say, and I quote, Justified means... Just as if I never sinned, end of quote. One day while preaching in a revival meeting in North Carolina, Dr. Bob Jones was quoted. And after a service, an old man said to the preacher, Justification means more than just as if I never sinned. It means as though I had always been righteous. And the man was right. The Greek word translated justified not only means to render just or innocent, but it also means to be made righteous. Ecclesiastes chapter 7 and verse 20 says, For there is not a just man upon the earth that doeth good and sinneth not. All are guilty of sin. Some commit more sins than others, but no matter how many sins a person has committed, the moment that he or she trusts Christ as Savior... They are justified, cleared from all guilt, rendered just, innocent, and righteous. If there were no heaven and there were no hell, and we knew it, we would still want to trust Jesus Christ as Savior just to have our slate wiped clean and know that we were innocent, just, and righteous in the sight of a holy God. Justification is something that God does for the believer on the basis of the death of And sacrifice of His Son Jesus Christ, Christ died on the cross, bearing our sins in His own body on the tree. He became our substitute, and a person can do nothing about it. In Romans chapter eight and verse thirty-three, "Who shall lay anything to the charge of God's elect? It is God that justifieth. When God declares a person just." The scripture says that no one can lay anything no no one can lay anything to the charge of that believer. Wow, what a wonderful wonderful thought. When a person believes in Christ, they are saved from the penalty, practice and the presence of sin eventually. They are justified. That means they stand in front of God as though they have never sinned because The blood of Jesus Christ, God's only begotten Son, has cleansed us from all sin. That's why we make, and the Bible teaches, we make a big deal that nothing can cleanse you from your sins, not the water of baptism, or the sprinkling, or the sacraments, or church membership, or philanthropy, or charitable benevolence. Nothing can atone for your soul's sin and pay your sin penalty but the blood of Jesus Christ. So, when a person believes on Christ, they are saved. They are justified. And thirdly, when a sinner believes in Christ as Savior, they are born again. In John chapter 3 and verse 7, Jesus said to Nicodemus, Marvel not that I said unto thee, Ye must be born again. In verse number 9, Nicodemus asked, How can these things be? Jesus answered in verse 14 and 15, And as Moses lifted up the serpent in the wilderness, even so must the Son of Man be lifted up, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish, but have eternal life. Here, Jesus makes it plain that the new birth comes by faith, not by works, by faith. That is, by trusting Christ Christ. Just as the brazen serpent was lifted up on the pole in the Old Testament in Numbers 21, Jesus said, The Son of Man is going to be lifted up. That is, He's going to be crucified on the cross. And He promised that whosoever believeth in Him should not perish, but have eternal life. When a person believes in Christ, not only are they saved and justified, but they are born again. Now, what is the new birth? It is, the impl- it is the implantation of a new nature into the believer. 2 Peter 1 and verse 4 says, Whereby are given unto us exceeding great and precious promises, that by these ye might be partakers of the divine nature. When a person is born again, nothing happens to their flesh. Now get this. Nothing happens to their body, not their flesh. John 3 and verse 6 says, That which is born of flesh is flesh, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. There is a fleshly birth and a spiritual birth, and the two are not to be confused. Nicodemus thought that the Lord was talking about a second physical or a fleshly birth, and he asked, can he enter the second time into his mother's womb and be born? Jesus explained that he was talking about a different birth altogether. When a person is born again, they still have, get this, listen to me, listen to the Bible, they still have the old, fleshly, carnal nature. But now, they have a new nature, the divine nature, on the inside of them. Our problem with God is not conduct, but nature. God is not purposed to change a man's nature by changing his conduct, but rather to change his conduct by giving him a totally new nature, the divine nature. Nature is important because nature determines appetite. A parakeet and an eagle do not eat the same thing. One eats bird seed while the other eats raw flesh. Nature also determines excuse <clears> me, <throat> environment. The fish swims in the sea and the eagle soars in the air. But one likes one environment, and the other enjoys a totally different environment. Their nature makes the difference. Nature also determines association. The old adage, quote, birds of a feather flock together, end of quote, is absolutely true. You will never see a buzzard soaring with the eagles, nor do you see a red bird in a covey of quail. Quails enjoy the company of other quails because they all have the same nature. Eagles enjoy the company of other eagles because they have the same nature. And when a man is born again or a woman, it simply means they are given a brand new nature, the very nature of God. And with this nature come new desires. Listen to that. With the new nature comes new desires. If a person could be saved and justified without being born again and receiving the new nature, then their desires, those desires, And conduct would never change. But when we trust Christ as Savior, we are not only saved and justified, we are also born again. What a wonderful, wonderful plan God has provided for those who will trust His Son, Jesus Christ, for their salvation. So the moment that a person trusts Christ as Savior, not only are they saved, not only are they justified, Not only are they um, born again, but when a sinner trusts and believes in Jesus Christ, number four, they become a child of God. There are two groups of children in the world, folks, only two, God's children and the devil's children. In John chapter 8 and verse 44, the scripture says, Ye are of your father the devil, and the lusts of your father ye will do. But John chapter 1 and verse 12 says, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name. And Galatians 3.26 says, For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. Before a person is saved, they are a child of Satan. But when they put their faith in Christ as Savior, they become a child of God. Several years ago, a Jehovah's Witness tried to convince a person that there was no hell. And this person asked, this man that he was trying to convince, are you a father? And this man said, yes, I have four children. And the Jehovah's Witness continued, could one of your children possibly do anything so bad that you would burn them in fire forever and ever? Oh, no, said the man. My children could never do anything so bad that I would burn them at all, or even in the least bit. I may spank them and correct them, but I would never burn them. And then he asked, the Jehovah's Witness asked this man, Are you better than God? Are you a better father than God? And here's what the man concluded, that if you would not burn your children, no matter how bad they had done something, And God is a better father than you. What makes you think that God would burn his children in fire forever and ever? That's what the Jehovah's Witness was asking him. Now, folks, it may seem, listen closely to Pastor David. It may seem like sound logic to a Jehovah's Witness. But that Jehovah's Witness did not realize that everyone is not a child of God. That you only become a child of God by faith in Jesus Christ. So that person was surprised When the man told him, God will never burn any of his children, and none of God's children do go to hell. You only go to hell, folks, because you will not, you will not trust Christ as your Savior, or you will not believe in Jesus and Him wholly for your salvation. That is why a person goes to hell. So think about this God created us all, but He also created the donkey. And the donkey's not going to heaven. God formed man from the dust of the earth, and he breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul, created in the image and in the likeness of God. And God made man to fellowship with. And the only way that God can have fellowship with man is if the sin debt of man is paid for. You see, Adam, the first man made, sinned in the Garden of Eden. God took a rib from Adam, made Eve, put them together, said, this is good, told them not to eat from the tree that was in the middle of the garden, the tree of life. But they did. And when they did, their eyes were opened that they were naked. So they disobeyed God. In other words, a sin was committed then there, and it caused all of Adam and Eve immediately to become sinners in the sight of God and all of their descendants, which is every human being, to be born with a sinful nature. That's why we must be born again, because we are born with a sinful nature, and we must be born again through faith in Jesus as Savior, so that our sin debt will be paid for by His blood, so that a believer now has two natures living inside them. The old sinful Adamic nature that they're born with, it never goes away. That's why a Christian can still commit a sin as bad as they ever did before they were saved. But now they have a new nature, the Holy ghost living inside of them, God's nature who teaches them to do right and God honoring and follow God's word and want, give them the desires to want to be around Christians, to want to obey God's word, to want to do what's right. So, not everybody is a child of God. Galatians 3.26 says this, For ye are all the children of God by faith in Christ Jesus. So you're not a child of Christ, of Christ God if you're not saved. Do you know Christ is your Savior? Have you put your faith in him and been born again? Right now is the time to do this. This simple salvation message is the way God made it. He made his gospel simple and salvation simple. It is Satan and demonic, fake, false preachers and confused gospel preachers that confuse the multitudes and the masses of human beings. But the gospel of Jesus is simple. Christ died for the sins of the world. He was buried and resurrected the third day. And now you're a sinner and you can't save yourself. You must put your faith in him. And if you would like to be born again, follow me in this simple prayer. Jesus, I realize I'm a sinner, and I ask you to forgive me of all of my sins. I trust you and you alone to be my personal Savior and take me to heaven. And in your name I pray, amen. If you've done that, write me drdave13 at gmail.com drdave13 at gmail.com so we can send you some new literature. Folks, you've been listening to the Good Tidings radio broadcast here on WXAN Radio, and on behalf of Dorinda and I, we're grateful that you've listened. Tune in again, let somebody else know at 11 o'clock every Saturday. Keep looking up, the Lord is still in control. Have a great day and good tidings to every one of you. Good tidings of great joy! Oh yes, the finally here. Emmanuel, God is with us. Oh yes, for unto you is born this day, Savior Christ our Lord. So fear not. Yes, sir.